Hey there, I'm Brother Donnie, and I am so thankful that we have this time for Faith for Today. And as such, we're looking today at Great Grace. And we've looked in previous messages uh, along this series and looked at some different aspects of Great Grace. Now, one of the things we're going to look at today um, as we go to our scriptures, let's go to Acts 4, verse 32. And we're going to look at verses 32 and 33. We're going to find that one of the preceding characteristics of the church was that there was great grace upon them all. And you didn't find just a few that had grace of God that was given to them and upon them, but actually all of them, all of this community of believers were graced of God for mighty works. And uh, we've looked and will look at what that grace of God touches and encompasses. Now, let's look here and, and corroborate what I just said. And it says in the 32nd verse, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and what great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. The uh, <clears throat> In the Amplified Classic it said, And great grace, loving kindness, and favor, and good will rested richly upon them all. Hallelujah. Now let's look at Hebrews 12, verses 14 through 17. <clears throat> and one of the things that has stood out to me as I've, I've studied this and looked further into this is that there is a way in which God has made all who call upon Him rich. <clears throat> and we'll find that in these scriptures that God has been rich in grace. And He has made all rich, but many are living in a poor way. I'll say that again. He has made all rich, but many are living in a poor way. And it's because <clears throat> just because one gives us something doesn't mean that we have activated it and are using it. And we'll see that in these verses. Verse number 14 through 17, we're going to look at in Hebrews 12. And it says here in Hebrews 12, 14, <clears throat> Follow peace with all and holiness, without which no one shall see the Lord. So we find here indicators. If you want to see God in your life, then make it a determining factor. You're going to flow peace with all. You're going to follow a righteous, holy way. You're going to follow after God and be led of Him. And the 15th verse, it says, Looking diligently, lest any fail of the grace of God. Is that possible? Can one fail of God's grace? Obviously, the answer is yes, one can. And it goes on and says, Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterwards, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears. So we see here that there is this uh, 
aspect that we can actually fail of God's grace. That we can, um, Paul, by the Spirit of God, actually said that um, not to receive the grace of God in vain. And this is a big issue, is that many have received the grace of God, but to receive it in vain means to receive it to no usefulness, to receive it to no use. If you and I take in God's grace and receive it, but then don't use it at all. And it's actually very common. People want others to be gracious, but they will not themselves use the very grace of God in their own life. They want someone else to be merciful, gracious. They want someone else to be knowledgeable. They want someone else to speak well and communicate themselves well. They want someone else to trust God and be faithful. And they want someone else... But are we receiving that very grace of God and putting it to work in our own lives? How is it that we can first and foremost put it to work? you got to know you have it. You have to take knowledge of what God has given. We have. We need to. I need to say it that way. If we don't first and foremost take knowledge that God has given us of His grace, that we have received His grace, and know what that even means, what aspects of our life does that grace touch and work in? If we're not mindful of how He's done that, then we're not believing it to be working in our own life. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of the Lord. If we don't see that Word before us and hear it and remind ourselves and keep it before our eyes and in our hearts, then it's not something that's going to work outwardly. And we're going to do what? We're going to see ourselves living in such a way in which God has given it, and it's been sitting there. Not useful, not working, and we would be like many and have received God's grace to no use, in vain. And uh, I'm believing with you, I believe you're believing with me, that that shall not be us in these days. We shall receive God's grace and it shall be working in our lives. It shall be made useful. We'll be saying it the right way. We'll be seeing it and knowing it in the right way. We'll be doing it in the best way it's possible by, by His diligence. We'll trust Him for greater things we've ever seen because it's part of His grace that has poured out into our lives. And we are wise enough to know. We're not just going to let it sit there and not be useful. We're going to put that grace to work. We're going to let it work in our lives. We're going to let it affect others. We are going to be receivers to good use of this grace of God. And now let's look together in Ephesians, the first chapter, and we want to touch on how He has been rich in grace towards us. If you want to know how gracious He is and how He has poured out upon us, He's done it in a rich way, in an abundant way. Ephesians 1, verse 7. <clears throat> and then we'll look at Ephesians 2, verse 7. Should be easy to remember. <clears throat> and this is just another way we're reminding ourselves that God has made us rich, but many have been living in a poor way. That does not have to be us today. And it says in Ephesians 1, 7, "...in whom we have redemption through His blood." the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Now Ephesians 2.7 
it says, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. God in his kindness has richly graced us. <clears throat> now let's look together at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. And we're going to find in these, these verses what the grace of God entails. What aspects of our lives it touches. And here in verse number 7 it says, Therefore as you abound in everything. So we're going to see a connection between the grace of God in this very verse. But the scriptures are saying as you abound in. So it is expected of us scripturally that we abound in the grace of God. What's that mean? That you got so much grace, it's just flowing over you. It is just pouring out of you. What? The right way to say it. The right way to do it. The most excellent way. The right knowing and, oh my, the right trust and the right compassion. The love of God. The grace abounding in and through you. He says, as you abound in everything, in faith, and utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. And for time's sake, I'll just show you what that is. In second verse, he says, their deep poverty abound. It said that even in a great trial of affliction, this church, they had a great grace that even in their, they had abundance of joy, and in their deep poverty, they abounded to the riches of their liberality. So the last grace that's mentioned in verse 7 would be this grace of generously giving, of a liberal way of life. And, hallelujah. And now let's look together at Romans, the 12th chapter, Romans 12, 3. We're going to look at. Hallelujah. And we find here in Romans 12, 3, an aspect of what God has graciously given. And it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man, you could say every person, the measure of faith. Whose faith? God's faith. God has graciously given His very own faith and deposited it in you and in me. His faith, by His grace, is in us. And let's look together. Let's go to Romans, the fifth chapter, and we're going to look at verse number 2. Romans 5, 2. Now, when we look at the grace that is faith that God has given us, when I was studying this, I sensed that there was five different reasons why this is so imperative. And um, after we read this verse, I believe we'll go, we'll go more into it. But there are five reasons that I believe we'll touch on today 
as to why it's so imperative that we have this great faith that's working in and through our lives. And uh, for times, let's sake, let's look at this here. It says in the second verse, Romans 5, 2, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So it's by this faith that we access the grace. And let's look at Romans 10, 17. So the very faith that God gave is what then enables us to access the rest of His grace. Because it's, it's even by the grace of God through faith that we receive salvation. It says you're saved by grace through faith. Grace is always needing a channel to go through, and that channel is faith. They're inseparable. And here in Romans 10, verse 17, we find this principle of faith, how faith comes. How can you and I grow in this faith? And it says here in Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now other translations uh, bring out the word of the Christ. You could say the word of the anointed one. The Holy Spirit will also bring word to you, and it will, um, it will connect. It will not be different than the scriptures. But there are things he'll say, that are connected with this. They're, they're leading you back to this. And it's helping you personally. And when you hear something like that, faith comes. Now when faith comes, faith like any muscle must be exercised. The grace of God. Why, why is it we don't want to receive it in vain? It doesn't grow if it sits there. If we receive it and we go, alright, let's put it right there. Set it down and don't ever activate it. Don't ever use it. Then it will not grow. Faith must be exercised. Faith must be worked. You find that God himself, he created the earth by faith. The exercise of faith was in his seeing it inside and then speaking what he believed. He trusted in his heart that he was looking in this what was complete darkness but he desired light and he saw it on the inside of him he trusted in himself that if he spoke and said light be it would and he did that very thing and the whole earth was filled with light light for the day light for the night and it has continued ever since and God who is love functions by this faith and so, when we look at aspects on why it's so imperative that we exercise faith and why we don't receive that grace that is faith to no use, we don't just say, yeah, I believe in Jesus, and that's it. We don't trust God to do anything. We don't believe Him to lay hold and hold fast to things and, and change the environment around us for the good of God by this faith then it's just sitting there to no use. No, we should be faithful livers, people that have this lifestyle of faith that we trust God in all we do. And if something's not right, we go right to the top, 
We go to God himself and we trust him, do what he says do, speak over things what we hear from him, what we see in the word. And we watch just like he watched his whole environment change. So shall we when we exercise this grace he's given. Now here we'll find, let's look. We see one of the first imperative reasons why uh, this grace of faith is so important. Why, why this grace of faith is so important for us to exercise is because it is how the righteous live. We'll find in Habakkuk 2 verse 4, it is how the righteous live. We'll, we'll, it says the just shall live by faith. Let's go together to Romans 1, since we're already in Romans, and verse 17. Romans 1, 17. Because a lot of these same verses are going to coordinate with one another. And then I'm going to just tell you so that you can see it for yourself on your own time. Galatians 2.16, Galatians 2.20, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. We're going to stay in Romans 1.17. But again, you can look at those. Galatians 2.16 and verse 20 as well. Galatians 3 verse 11 and then Hebrews 10.38 all carry the same theme of how the righteous live by faith. The just live by faith. So here in Romans 1.17 we see for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. How? How is the righteousness of God revealed? From faith to faith. As is, excuse me, as it is written, the just, or you could say the righteous, the righteous, shall, I'll get it right, you guys, shall live by faith. And this is nature of faith. It is completely connected with the right way, with God's way. And we'll find you and I can go from what? Faith to faith. We've been given the measure, right, of the faith of God, Romans 12, 3. Why measure? Because it can grow. And you and I, when we activate this great grace and enter into this lifestyle of faith and trust God and we see that fulfilled and then we trust Him for whatever else He shows us and we see that fulfilled, we go from place to place. And this great grace that is the faith that He put into us grows in measure and in measure. You never experienced a satisfying life till you have trusted God. And gone and done what he told you to do. Your eyes get wider. You see life in a different way. You enjoy life in a different way. And few people really know this kind of life. But you and I can tap in anytime. And not just receive that grace in vain. But go, we're going to be doers. We're going to have great grace on us. We're going to live this lifestyle of faith. And great grace will be upon us and flow through. And people will see how to trust God by people like us. Hallelujah. You start realizing more and more how it's God's very helping that even enables you to trust like this. And there will be times where you'll see doing something and you'll just say something. And you'll have to look back on yourself after that and go, what in the world did I just say? How did I remember Brother Hagen, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen. They actually had to uh, replay his telling that they were going to start this Bible training center. They said, yeah, you said we're going to start this Rhema Bible training center. He said, no, I didn't. 
They said, yes, you did. He said, no, I did not. They played it back for him. He said, okay, I guess we're doing it, right? There are some things you enter into a place in the Spirit of God. You enter into a place of trust and you just open yourself and are willing to Him and obedient. And then you start realizing, oh, I guess we are doing that. Because that was more of the grace of God. That was more faith than you realized. You heard something. And when you heard it, something empowered, something strengthened, and something excelled you to do something. And you realize, all right, here I go for the ride. I'm strapped in. Let's go. I'm going on with God. We're doing this thing. It's more grace than you realize. Hallelujah. Now let's look together that faith, number two, receives from God. Faith receives from God. Let's go to Acts 3.16. How are we looking on time? Okay, all right. Acts 3.16 will, will be a, a showing of this. And we see here, And his name, it said, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which is by who? By him. His faith has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. His faith worked for him. Now let's go to Matthew 9, 29. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew 9, verse 29. And it says, Then touched he, talking about Jesus, their eyes, saying, What? According to your faith, be it, unto you according to your faith so the faith that is in us the faith that has been measured to us it's by this faith that you and I will receive it said also that anything is possible all things are possible to what to him that believes so if we have the faith working it's possible now let's look again let's look at Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> and you can also I'll give this to you for time's sake, we're not going to every one of these, but we looked at Matthew nine twenty nine. You can also see this principle in Matthew fifteen twenty eight, Mark ten fifty two, Luke seven verse fifty, Luke eight verse 48 again this principle is throughout the gospels but these are some examples of where you can see it and it says therefore i say to you what things soever who desires you desire when who prays when you pray believe that who believe you believe that you receive and what and what and you shall have them hallelujah it is not according as God believes. It's not according as God wills. It's according as you desire, as you will, and as you believe, as you have faith, you receive. So, number two, faith receives from God. Now, let's look at number three. Now, when we talk about receives from God, you're talking about everything. You're talking about strength. You're talking about every form of provision. You're talking about, that, that consummates healing, uh, finances, any aspect 
that is a provisional something. It comes by faith that receives from God, the source of all good. And now, number three, we'll find that it's by faith that we do great works for God. By faith we do great works for God. Acts 6, verse number 8. Aren't you thankful for great grace in the way of great faith? Hallelujah. Who's ready to do some more great works for God? Hallelujah. Acts 6, verse 8, and it says, And Stephen, some pronounce Stephen, full of faith and power, what did he do? What did he do when he was full of faith, full of this power? <laughs> he did great wonders and miracles among the people. Fullness of faith enables God to do great wonders and miracles through you. Now let's look at Acts 11, verse 24. In time, well, we got five. Thank you. Acts eleven twenty four. Hallelujah. And here we find, for he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost, and of what, and of faith, and much people was added to the Lord. Hallelujah. It was the response of the faith that caused people to be gained. And people were coming into the church, being added. If we go further, or I should say behind this, we see that this was um, Barnabas was being sent forth as far as to Antioch, who when he came he, and had seen the grace of God and was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave to the Lord, um, it says, For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added to the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to, to Tarsus for to seek Saul. So we find here that this being full of faith, much people full was added to the Lord. And um, it was because what? The righteousness that was by faith. He was a good man, they saw, and he was full of the Spirit of God and of faith. And coupled together, that spirit of faith, that grace of God in his life caused people to be added to God. Are there more people that could be in your church services? Are there more people in your cities and in your states and in your nations that need God and need to hear some fresh word continually? How are they going to be added? Because people like us have great grace on us have this great faith working through us and they can see it and they know it. These are good people. These are godly people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, we can also look at Acts 16 and 5. Thank you, Lord. And then we'll continue. Um, in fact, take note of 16.5 and let's go on to our next point. Is that right, Lord? Okay. Um. So you can also see the same principle that there was added to the church daily as they were here in this spirit of faith, Acts 16.5. Now let's look at the fourth uh, imperative point, and that is it's the only way that works. Faith is the only way that works. Now I know a lot of people will disagree, but let's look at the scriptures. Let's look at Galatians 5 verse 6. 
when we say that it's the only way that that works we'll see here in Galatians it talks about in the King James it uses the word avails which you could say means can do or be able or be of strength or works it's the only way that works Galatians 5 verse 6 this great grace that is the great faith that is God's and he's given to us. It's the only way that works. <clears throat> and we'll see why right here. 5.6 says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision avails anything. Again, works, adds, is able, is of strength, can do. Nor uncircumcision, excuse me, nor uncircumcision. But what does avail? What does work but faith which works by love? The faith lifestyle is a lifestyle inseparable from God himself. Inseparable from God who is love. Thank you. And um, it is this lifestyle of faith. Now you will find this also in Ephesians 3 verse 17. Ephesians 6 verse 16. 1 Timothy 1 verse 4 and Hebrews 4 verse 2. It is the only way faith is, this great grace that's faith, that's inseparable from God who is love. It works by Him, by love Himself. And you'll find it's the only way that will work for us. This is why it's imperative for us not to just leave it there. It's God's grace. We don't want to receive it in vain. Now here we'll find the fifth in Hebrews eleven six, and I know we're we're coming on time, so we just got a another verse or two that we're looking at. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews eleven verse six, and I can quote it to you, but I, I like to get it before my own eyes. I like to keep it in my heart. Hebrews eleven six says, <clears throat> "Thank you, Lord." But without faith. Oh my, aren't you glad for this great faith? But without faith, it is what? Impossible to please Him. It's impossible to please God apart from this faith. For he that comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Praise God. This is aspects of how imperative faith is. Faith is the way we please God. Faith is the way that we'll work and be successful. Faith is the way that we will do great works for God. Faith is the very way we'll receive from God Himself. And faith is the very way that we will righteously live in this earth. We need not just leave this great grace that is His faith to no use. It's imperative we put it to work. Now, I see another verse here, but I know our time... <laughs> is near and so I encourage you my friends there's great grace on you and it is this great faith that God has deposited in you let's put it to work let's have this great grace in our lives working wonderfully and let all that come by us see it and know that there's great grace on them they trust God praise you Lord we love you friends we will see you soon thank you for enjoying faith for today